0: And welcome back to the Awazi Podcast, your insert time here, dose of spicy conversations. It's a solo episode today, and I wanted to delve into something that me and my friends talk about pretty often, but I feel like isn't particularly talked about enough in public. It might be a little dark and gloomy, so trigger warnings for those who don't wish to listen to topics regarding suicide or self-harm. You need to put yourself first, so no grudges here if you want to step away for this episode. Uh, We'll be back next episode with something more chipper, And like I said, we're going to address a topic often we shield away from and hidden in the shadows of our society, which is suicide. In Ethiopia, like many other parts of the world, the issue of suicide is often met with silence, stigma, and misunderstanding. However, today I wanted to break that silence as I believe that talking about it openly is the first step towards understanding, prevention, and healing. Let's get into some statistics. According to the WHO's global health estimates, as of September 2021, the suicide rate in Ethiopia was approximately 11.4 per 100,000 population. The global average is nine, by the way, per 100,000 people. So it may seem like a small number, but each number represents a life that mattered, a life that was lost too soon, And to give you an image of it, from my personal perspective, I have two people from my close and distant family who have unalived themselves in the past five years, uh, both younger than me, both fresh graduates from university, and by Garamachu, they're both named Kadus. So the first one was near and dear to my heart. He lost his life a few weeks after our joint graduation party, and it was supposed to be a time filled with hope and anticipation for the future. The reactions within the family were mixed, and it highlighted the two main ways people often respond to such events. On one end, my family was deeply saddened, but understood that it's a human issue, something that can happen to anyone. They realized that open dialogue was more important than respectability politics, and they understood that discussing it openly can be a pathway to healing and prevention for those who are left behind. On the other hand, there were those who refused to acknowledge or talk about it. They attributed it to secret cult activities, the Illuminati, the devil, or drug use. And this type of reaction, although rooted in denial, and fear only serves to isolate those left behind and those who might be struggling with similar feelings. So how can we talk about suicide or self-harm even? Firstly, it's important to approach the topic with empathy, understanding, and without judgment. Be open to listen and offer support. Avoid blaming or shaming, and don't be afraid to talk about the person who died by suicide. Remember their life, not just their death. It's also critical to educate ourselves and others. Understand that mental health problems are real, common, and treatable. Recognize the signals of emotional suffering and know the steps to take if your loved one are in a crisis. Even beyond this, like understand that it's so much more common than you think or want to admit to yourself probably due to the stigma that's around it. People think it would be easier to end it instead of you know dealing with the things that are happening in this day and age so if someone you know is struggling please reach out to a mental health professional for instance you can reach out to a number of psychiatrists who work specifically on this issue as well as related issues like substance abuse anxiety and the like i'll leave some resources in the description and I'll also make sure to put this information on the Awazi podcast instagram so that you can be able to find it easily remember it's okay to ask for help it's okay to talk about your feelings it's okay to break the silence and before I move on to the steps for those left behind, for those who have lost a loved one, I want to recommend a song that always reminds me of Gudus. It came out the same year that uh, we lost him, and it makes me a little sad, but this podcast episode is about feeling your feelings. So this is from J. Cole's KOD album. It's called Friends.
1: It what I'm trying to say is the blame can go deeper seas. Just the blame am all I would need like 20 CDs. There's all sorts of trauma from genre that children see type of shit that normally would call for therapy but you know just how it go in our community keep that shit inside it don't matter how hard it be fast forward them kids is grown and they blowing trees and popping pills due to chronic anxiety i've been solved a problem but stay silent because i ain't jesus this ain't no trial if you decide go higher please but fuck that now i'm older i love you because you my friend without I want you to be comfortable in your skin I know you so I know you still keep a lot of shit in You running from yourself and you buying product again I know you say it helps and no I'm not trying to offend But I know depression and drug addiction don't blend Reality distorts and then you get lost in the wind And I have seen the combo take niggas off the deep end One thing about your demons they bound to catch up one day I'd rather see you stand up and face them than run away I understand this message is not the coolest to say But if you down to it, I know of a better way Meditate 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 do medicate. medicate If
0: you have lost a loved one to suicide, it's important to remember that you are not alone. I'm doing this episode specifically to let you know it's more common than you think if you haven't realized already. Many people have been through the same experiences and there's support available to help you cope with your loss. Here are a few tips that may be helpful. First, it's important to talk about your feelings. Bottling up your emotions can make it harder to cope with your loss. Find someone you trust, a friend, family member, or therapist, and talk to them about how you're feeling. Don't trap that trauma in your body. I read this book beginning of this year called The Body Keeps Score by Bessel van der Kolk. It's a book that explores the impact of trauma on the body and mind. And it's not just a mental health event, but a physical one as well. So when we experience trauma, our bodies go into a state of hyperarousal, which can lead to a variety of physical and psychological problems. I'd highly recommend that book if you're trying to process something that has been hard for you to deal with, or if you want to understand how the human body functions when it's faced with traumatic events. Second, be patient with yourself. Grief is a process, and it takes time. Don't expect to be able to move on quickly or even process it quickly as people around you. Allow yourself to feel your emotions and work through them in your own time. I find some of the Ethiopian practices during and after a funeral that are kind of counterintuitive. Like people gather in the house to help you grieve, to take on your daily tasks so that you don't have to worry about it and to make sure that you don't feel isolated in this tragic period, right? But at the same time, people feel so entitled to tell you how to deal with your grief, how to dress, how to act. They even tell you to stop crying as soon as the burial is done. Don't even get me started on the performances that happen from people who barely know the person. It may have cathartic effects for those people, but what it's doing is triggering the people who are in their own process of grieving. I love the sense of community and coming together, but it's just certain aspects that I disagree with because I have suffered through it and seen my family suffer through it. When we were supposed to be grieving, instead we were at the mercy of the guests who came to pay their respects. But yeah, like, let's do better. Let's be more intuitive with the people that are grieving with the people that you're trying to support and you know ease their pain so I just think we should do better in general but that's like my opinion only third try to find ways to honor your loved one's memory this might mean creating a memorial writing a letter or participating in ways that was important to them for me talking about it openly posting about it creating awareness is my way of honoring them and that is why gravestones are there. It's for the living to remember them. It's for the living to process and honor the person that has left. So if you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or know someone who is, there is help available. In Ethiopia, you can speak with trained counselors who can provide support and resources as well. And I'll put some of them in the descriptions of this episode and on Instagram, like I said. And remember, suicide is difficult and complex issue. But by talking about it openly, honestly, we can help prevent it and support those who have been affected by it thank you so much for listening to the awazi podcast i'll be back i promise (laughs) so let me know what you guys would like to hear write me out of five stars wherever you're listening to the podcast it really helps me put it out there and i'll see you guys another time